0: This is the Hop Podcast.
1: But they followed me down from the car, It's like, what do you to do first. And I did that. And they're like, alright, cool. We're gonna go. <laughs> and I'm like sitting there thinking, like, yes, check me out. Like, isn't that the sickest thing ever guys?
0: Welcome to the Hop Podcast. My name is James Hopkin and today I am talking to Jackson Shapira. He is a downhill skateboarder. One of the first skaters on the Hopkin racing team. And he was an early employee at the Hop Shop. And I've known Jacko forever. And this is a really fun podcast. I mean, I probably laugh way too much. The stories are awesome. I think you're going to love it. And Jacko, he's a character. He's sponsored by Sector9. He has a pro board with Sector9. He's on Rad Wheels and he's had a lot of sponsors and he's done a lot of racing around the world. And we dig into it and find out some uh, stories, things that I didn't know. So it's uh, this really is a good one. Before we get into it, we now have a podcast sponsor and that is Audible. Audible is a subscription service. You can get like Audible Books. So if you like listening to a podcast, which you do, you listen to me, you're going to love Audible. I'm a subscriber. I listen to a book a month. So the way it works is you pay a subscription fee, you get one credit, and that credit goes towards a book, so you basically get one book a month. And you can always buy more if you want to. So, we've got a deal going with Audible. If you go to hopkin.com.au forward slash Audible You will get taken to a page and you get a 30-day trial. Try out Audible for 30 days, obligation-free. You don't have to be a subscriber at the end of the 30 days. And the book you download, you get to keep. How good's that? A free gift. And I would suggest Shoe Dog. That is the story of Nike and how close it came many times to folding and not being Nike. I know Nike is a real controversial company within skateboarding. They're not a core brand. But they are a global force. They're a global brand. And they have humble beginnings. And there are some really good stories in there. So if you want to spend your credit on something, I suggest Shoe Dog. Give it a listen. And here's the podcast. So we have... Jackson Shapiro, Jacko, on the podcast. G'day, how are ya? <laughs> and I suppose we are just discussing whether we're going to do two parts, part one, part two, three parts, four parts, five parts more. Uh, should we start at the beginning? Or should we start after the injury? What are we going to do?
1: I think usually telling a story, it's best to start, start at the, at the beginning, beginning rather than halfway through and let you try to figure it out. So I was telling Jacko
0: before that because uh, his skating has been so intertwined with uh, my business or my involvement in the sport that a lot of the stories are already know. So it's, uh, it's it, this is going to be an interesting podcast because I suppose we'll both remember different things.
1: And we're both going to be firing up the memory engines trying to... <laughs> You know, work our way back to yeah. what was one um, Maybe
0: I won't remember. Yeah. I'll <laughs> go, that didn't happen. Or I'll be asking you <laughs> questions. So, the... I suppose... Why... I mean, for me, I think you are a good downhill skater because you learned to slide before you learned to downhill.
1: Well, I learned everything from scratch, from no one, from nothing. Like, yeah. there wasn't anybody to learn from. Yeah. It was just like... I, I literally thought that I was like the only person ever doing the things that I was doing because mm. I didn't have anyone else to watch from for a good two years for a year at least before I even met you mm. I was the guy that was you know playing with all the cool skate toys I got into the free lines we got into the snake board got into the cardboard We <laughs> got into all the different things I tried every little thing out I was doing sliding and all that sort of stuff before I even knew how to slide properly like my first gloves had wooden pucks on them. Wooden pucks? Wooden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wooden. Just beveled edges. They're just like these bits of... Was a particle board at least? Or... I don't know even what it was, but it just had these beveled edges. And I Had just, like, you used, like, Honestly, Velcro? I can't remember what my dad would do for it. me. He probably glued it. I think so. Because, like, the very first time I was putting hands in the ground, I'd wrap my hand in duct tape. Because <laughs> it wasn't, like, a sliding thing. It was more <laughs> like, like surfing, like... Brushing hand against the wave, like I was carving, and I get really low, and I would put my hand on the ground and like kind of glide it along, like I was doing yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah. And I put I put a bit of weight on it too. I wouldn't just like drag fingers. So I figured if I could put like some sort of something over my palm, I could lean a bit more or dig a harder turn. And you know, duct tape—you just wrap it up and take it off. So we were kind of like putting hands on the ground. Me and my friend that used to do all this stuff back in the day—he's off building furniture now. But that's what we did. Like, we didn't know what proper gloves were. We didn't know that there was this sliding thing. I just wanted to put my hand on the ground like we was surfing. I had no idea what it was leading to. <laughs> and what was your first skateboard? Sector 9, for sure. I mean, it Was it Sector 9? Yeah. Really? I dabbled in like a double kick when I was a kid, but I was yeah. terrible at tricks, you know. And So I, what year would you have... When, what age would you have started 15. Skating? 15th birthday. Really? Yeah. I My friend got one, and I was at a... Um, Hanging out with a couple of friends over the weekend, and he brought it over to his mate's house. And I was just like intrigued by the way he could propel it, like just by tick tacking. You know, it was a big old flexi board. Cause, like, so it was a long board? Yeah, it was a sector nine. It was pretty much the same board that I wanted. And he could just like tick tack it back and forth, and he was pumping it, but with a tick tack motion. But because it right. had big soft wheels and a bit of flex, it was just effortless. He was just cruising up and down, you know doing little surf moves and like tiny little tail slides but just like propelling himself without pushing and that was what I thought was cool you know you could like pump along and then I had a go on and thought this is really neat so then I was like dad give me one of these you like, <laughs> know obviously the deal was if I get a skateboard I needed a helmet to go with it and I didn't wear it obviously <laughs> but yeah you got me the board and away I went I'm like tick tacking down the road on this thing like this big old sector nine pin flexi cruiser thing just tsk, 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 you know like you
2: away i go
1: this is right and then i realized you didn't need the tic tac you just put one foot in between the trucks and use like the bounce of the board yeah. to start propelling and that's when i was like whoa i can get from like a to b without pushing i can cover some ground without pushing and then that's you know it's like surfing on land was the next thing what happened to that day i still got it no you still got your first board. It's cut down. It got hit by a car within the first two months. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, tic tac along the road, and I was I watched Dogtown and Z Boys, and I think that's like one of the things that really like got me stoked on that style. You know, like yeah, there yeah. those scenes of them doing the slalom and. And like doing hard turns, the feet super close together and the hands all stretched out and like gliding yeah. on the ground. I'm like, I want to skate like that, that's cool. Yeah. You know, so I'd like put my hands on the ground and do like little Birdman slides on the street. It was the <laughs> lamest thing ever. <laughs> um, and I remember one day I, I did like a little two hands down 180 and I just messed it up and a shot board out in the road and got smashed by a car. And like it cracked halfway through. And I took it home. And I was so bummed because I've only had it for like a couple of months. And my dad fixed it. He put like two blocks of wood bracing over over the crack. It was like the crack was kind of near, weird near where the truck was mounted. But because it was like two solid blocks of wood that were like three inches long, it totally messed with the flex pattern of the board. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was <laughs> yeah. supposed to be flexing right there, but then we just—I don't know. That was my weird board, and I had that. I rode that thing around for ages. I remember like I found this one seismic truck you remember with the springs yeah, yeah yeah I don't know if I got it from you or if I found it from somewhere and I used that as a back truck for a while like with the, with the standard you know gullwing yeah, yeah. mission up front and this 180 mil spring loaded back truck and I thought <laughs> I don't know this board was a weapon it was, it was the craziest thing ever I like tried all different things on it for so many years and then the second board I got was um, the sideline side that the trucks another sector Nine oh right
0: like a real surfy
1: yeah because I was still super stoked on the whole idea of propulsion without pushing yeah and once those you know the double trucks came and I'm like oh my god this is the game changer I can pump up a hill <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was awesome and you could turn super sharp surf turns and all that sort of stuff and would you have been surfing you yeah s- you surfed at that stage yeah I was yeah. surfing I was just terrible at it yeah Okay. <laughs> this is like the reason why I got into it I went snowboarding once and that was super sick, but it was really expensive. And the longboard was kind of like carving down the hill, you know, like snowboarding without the lift ticket and a bit harder <laughs> when you fall. Because it's essentially be the same sort of thing, you know, rail to rail, carve, slow down. Yeah. it's similar, but I was just into all those kind of board sports, but without, you know, waiting for the right surf condition or having to buy the lift ticket. It's just like, walk around the corner up the street, away and go. You know, I was like 15, I had energy for days. I could just go, 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 go until I couldn't go anymore. I mean, I'd like, I'd get home from school and I'd just push it all the way to the beach. So I'd push all the way to Manly and back from my house in Kirkville. Yeah, I did that once. So I was like, my friend said, I bet you couldn't get here in a certain time. And like, I got off the bus, ran home, got my board, pushed all the way to Manly just as he was getting home. I was like I told you I could do it (laughs) but you know I grew up in a pretty cool place for like riding that thing around because northern beaches there's like headlands between each beach so there's up there's down there's up there's down it's not very far to go up to go down
0: how did you transition into your sliding because you used to do a lot of tech sliding didn't you?
1: yeah well that was a thing I was um putting my hand on the ground and and like you know doing that surf sort of thing and I'd always go into, um, yeah, that's right. It was Manly Blades, this little skate shop. This is before I met you and saw the Hopkin and all that sort of stuff. And me and my friend would geek out at all the cool longboards. They had some of the overseas brands. I think they had some layman's brands there yeah, once yeah, or twice. Yeah, they, they were the first crew to get the rain boards in. Oh, right. Because the guy who was working there was from Vancouver. I think his name was Jason. I can't remember. But he was the guy who showed me the first Chris Dahl sliding video. We'd come in and we'd be like, hey, can we play with your boys? These are sick. You know, we'd push them up and down the street. And things like, thanks, man. And that was like our Saturday. <laughs> Let's go to the skate shop and see what cool toys they have, you know. And he knew we were into it. And then one day he's like, hey, check this video out. And he showed me Chris Dahl doing this sliding stuff. You know, he's like spinning around with his hands on the ground doing like this just incredible stuff. I was like, no, what is this? You know, like, <laughs> what is this? I've, I've had my hands in the ground a little bit, but not like that. Like, that's insane. So I asked him about it. I'm like, what's he riding? Like, what sort of board is that? And he goes, you go on the hard wheels because they're just like riding like ice. I'm like, okay, cool. So we went and got gloves and went and got hard wheels and stuff like that and figured that stuff out and started like putting two hands in the ground and like, not, not trying to like rail corners, but like trying to stretch our bodies out as far away from the board with our like face and chest as close to the ground as possible and still turn around the corner. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. laying it out as as wide as far as you can. Like you know, I would like slide. I just go into a surrender slide sometimes, and like have my like chest and face against the ground. And like, yeah! <laughs> you know, just slide like that, like in a straight line. You know, be like yeah, I'm so close to the ground. Because you know, it's like skating is an upright thing. That was my... And when you're like that close to the ground, you know, like you're using your hands, it's just a different dynamic. And it, you know, it was something that was so new and cool. And I was like. I want to do more of this. So it was just natural progression when we started doing all the racing stuff. And who who started the videoing? Me and my friend Jeremy. Um, Jeremy Lee so made like, it. So whose <laughs> idea was that? We just did it. We just had cameras. No way. But I had a video camera and like, I'd i been, I was into like filming stuff as a kid, just like home videos. Yeah. You know, and I'd dabble with iMovie and you know, me and my neighbours would just mess around with the camera and make like silly home videos and sometimes I edit them. So just like whipping out the camera to to film skating was just, it was just second nature. I'm like, oh, let's let's film it. Mm. And then I made some videos and stuff like just, just picture, you know, 15 year old grummy jacko messing around with his skatey friends and filming stuff and then throwing it together with some like crummy soundtrack on like the most basic version of iMovie. And what year was this? Like it was a bubble Mac. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and you were just making your own DVDs. Yeah, is that, was that
0: the distribution this, model? Just this came later. DVD? This
1: came later, but this, <laughs> like, for the in two thousand and five, six, I was just. That wasn't going online though, wasn't it? No, I've got I've got all the tapes still. I've got boxes and boxes of tapes. There's there's like history upon history there. I remember sending in the, a bunch of tape. This is on tape, right? We filmed to tape, <laughs> not SD card, <laughs> not internal memory to tape. Um, I remember sending in a whole bunch of tapes to Fuel TV. Remember that channel on FoxTel? Yeah. because yeah, I wanted to see some some longboarding on there. I was just like this frothing kid. I wrote them in, emailed them, everything. I'm like, hey, do you know about longboarding? Like, do you want to do you want to put some stuff on there? I'll send you all this footage. And yeah, they made like a two minute edit and put us up as a filler. I'm like,
0: yes. We- <laughs> TV oh, this is
1: amazing we're just so stoked that right? is pretty cool though yeah. that it got on uh, YouTube so, TV I was just so keen on like pushing the sport and being like hey everybody in the world like look at this this is sick isn't it you know? <laughs> this is the sickest thing ever so yeah we, we made videos and just just handed the camera back and forth with my friend Jeremy and like I said Jeremy if you listen to this mate if you ever do hear it you were there but you should have stayed <laughs>
0: Was Jeremy, was he at the,
1: uh, was he at the barbecue?
0: No. No. Oh, okay.
1: No. He was there for one of the first um, slalom races. That's that's, that's more story though. (laughs) That's (laughs) a story for another day. So at what point
0: did you find Charlie Don't Skate? So Charlie Don't Skate, for anyone that doesn't know, it's still up. It's a forum that basically, I suppose, slalom and early Australian downhill sort of came out. It was like a, the Australian silverfish, really, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. There's was the message board.
0: Because, I mean, you turned up... at We met at the Cam Jam. Cam Jam. The so at, the, how did you find out about the Cam Jam? I just presumed it was through Charlie.
1: Yeah, no, it was just right place, right time. Somehow the guys at Manly Blades caught wind of it through... Either Charlie don't skate. or Mick Mulhall. He rode for Skater HQ. Oh, yeah, he did too. Mick yes. Mulhall was a uh, vert skater for. He rode for Manly Blade Skater HQ. He was friends with Cam. Yeah. Obviously, the guys at Skater HQ caught wind of it and saw on the fly It said downhill or sliding or one of the one of the key words would yes. have inspired to me. And they're like, "Hey, look at this. What do you think about this?" I'm like, "Here we go." <laughs> <laughs> it's a <an> race. <laughs> it's a race. Like, let's go. And I'm like, oh, it's a thing. Like, the, the thing that I wanted to get involved with, with other people and other like-minded individuals, I'm, I'm about it. Like, even though it's someone's 40th birthday, you know, and I was 17, I'm like, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> and me and my other friend, who was also keen, we grabbed every single board that we owned Every single board And filled the car I, grabbed, I borrowed my mum's My mum's car I was a red Pea player We borrowed the Saab convertible We both had like I don't know Eight boards Between the two of us I mean sorry Each <laughs> You know All just different Styles of longboards cruisers. We didn't know What we were doing We just brought everything Yeah And that was the first time I've ever seen A slalom race With cones lined up And I, I got through The course on my Sidewinders Oh did you? Oh yeah And on my free lines and on the smooth, <laughs> <laughs> the smooth start. And I brought the cardboard out, but that was a bit too big to get through. I went through, I think, two at a time. You know the cardboard with the yeah. big pneumatic tires that's supposed to... Oh, yeah. I had one of those, too. Wow. Yeah, really? we, we had a ripstick. This is when it was called an S-board. <laughs> and it was like You're four, a a, four or five. You five into the like gear. Like every toy, mate. Every toy. It was sick ass. But the S board was like four or five years before, like, Ripstick was a kid's toy and you could buy it at the supermarket or, like, Big W.
0: But Skater HQ or Manly Blades, they, they had, had
1: everything. They sold all those things. I mean, they always had, What if there was, yeah. like, something new, Bill would have it. And all the other things um, my friend Jeremy had. Oh, right. Yeah, he had, like, he had the, um, 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 what do you call the snowboarding one? Uh, freeboard. He had the freeboard oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, the freeboard. That was really fun. That was like snowboarding. I and, mean, and they he used had the to do loaded freeboards. Like, yeah. You remember the, the, ha- ha- the, ha- the hammerhead, hammerhead or something? Yeah, that's right, the hammerhead with the free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just, like, played with all the toys as kids. I was just a happy kid playing with all my skate toys. And that's all I wanted to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I had a weird... Schooling situation where I went back and forth between somewhere here, and there. it's a long story. But I never finished school, and I was just my head was just like I want to do skateboarding. Like I just want to go play. I never really had much desire to go and actually try and finish it when I, you know, tried it twice. So I just kind of moved on and stuck with skating because it was fun and it was like some of the what I don't think really any other no one around was doing at the time. So, mm.
0: so you did the cam jam. And then, what happened, what happened next? I mean, obviously, slalom happened.
1: No. The slalom? No. What I happened? I think they wanted to take me out downhill, because I met Fitzy and stuff, right? Yeah, right. And they saw, like, at, um. Stop. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> There was There was another... another it wasn't until the Canberra... Uh, slalom race that was next they told me about the camber race at that one i just pretty much showed up and i was this kind of weird awkward kid i wore the skater hq shirt and everything like i was a sponsored rider and you know and i like put my hands down a little bit did some sliding and you know i wasn't just some random kooky kid like i was pretty kooky but it wasn't like i didn't know what i was doing I, no no you it, blasted, out the I blasted out of the gates pretty much yeah. and i was like oh, wow there's some young fella doing this old man stuff and he's doing it kind of cool um, and I guess everybody told me about the next one, which was the um, camera stolen race. And my friend Jeremy and I. That was like a son of a ditch or something like that, probably. Oh, it was like. It, it was one that was just on the old um, Embassy Hill.
0: Oh, right. right. That's it That's and right. it really. And it's a funny yeah. story
1: because. We had no idea about, like, you know, staying at the States when, like, everybody else does. We thought, oh, we'll just drive down there, like, the night before, because it looks like it's a super early start, and we'll just, like, pitch a tent on the side of the road. <laughs> like, we literally drove to the track, parked the car, walked in the bush about five metres, pitched the tent, <laughs> started smoking weed. <laughs> and they call it Embassy Hill, because... It was outside only. an actual embassy. <laughs> right? The feds pull up, midnight, feds pull up. But yeah, we hear a car pull up, we're like, who's that? Who's that? You know? And then there's like a bit of a flash, and I was like, oh no, it's the cops. And it was the federal police. They're like, what are you kids doing? And they're like, oh, well, there's a skate race on tomorrow, and you know, we don't, we don't know what we're doing, we just know we're pitching dead.
0: And he's like, alright. It's right. so funny, you're paranoid, and
1: the police turn up. The federal police. <laughs> But they knew what was going on. They're like, oh yeah, we've seen you guys train and there's markings on the road. We, I guess you are here for that. Like, why, why else would you be... Fitching <laughs> it. What t- the hell, guys? What the hell? <laughs> so they let us camp there. And no! They, said, they let you camp. You know, what are we going to do? We're like two teenagers and it's one in the morning. What are they going to do? Move us <laughs> on. Good on them. Well done, guys. That's, that's pretty cool. They let you camp. Yeah. And then the very next morning, um, I think first thing, Jeremy falls off his skateboard and face plants. As soon as he's got his face all cut up, he spent the rest of the day just in the tent. <laughs> didn't skate. I raced a little bit in slalom. Um, what sort of board would you... You're not right. still on the side. No, right. no, no, no. I think I borrowed someone's board. And I was doing all right. And then I got beat by Kev Dog. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> O'Hara. <laughs> he beat me. Kev. Yeah. Kev,
0: you got a story there. Oh yeah, well... <laughs>
1: In my defense, I was doing pretty well, and then I smoked a bit of hooch, and I got paranoid because I didn't know anybody, and I wigged out. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was all comfortable. You know, I got the stone of paranoia and wigged out and kept beating. But then on the way back uh, afterwards, they were like, oh, we're going to go skate um, Black Mountain. You, you want to come? You guys are in a downhill, right? You know, let's see what you got. So we went up to top of Black Mountain, and I hadn't really done any downhill, but I definitely knew how to slow down all come to a stop my style back then was definitely (laughs) i'm sure they were frightened when they saw me skate (laughs) because i was carving all over the road i had my hand down every carve. like i did this style where i like keep my hands down and kind of carve drift at the same time and like cross over from heel side to toe side but i'd use the entire road you know what i mean and it was obviously clear so i could but they followed me down from the car just like, we'll just watch you and see what you do first and I did that and they're like, alright cool we're going to go <laughs> and I'm like sitting there thinking like yeah, check me out Like, is not that the sickest thing ever guys? and they're like, that's the most dangerous thing ever we're going to leave you and you're not skating with us we're going to go skate Mount Kira and we're like, oh, I'm like, oh yeah cool I'll come with you because we had to go back through Sydney anyway and we got to the turn off at of Mount Kira and they're like, oh, we're just going to go to the airport. We've got to get home. And I know they went to Mount Kira without me. They're like, fuck, this kid's not coming with us. And do- I mean, I'm glad they did say that because if I did that down Mount Kira, it could have been dangerous. Kira yeah, yeah. is a bit more windy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wasn't ready for that then, but I thought I was. <laughs> and um, oh, I don't know, it was a few months later that um, Robbo took us down to Mount Kira and we'd we up and I borrowed a board and he's like, just airbrake. That's what you do. Just carve a little bit and air break. Stay in your lane. I'm like, okay. And then that was that. And that was easy. There you go. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's really easy. I was just trying to like show off with these cool moves. Like I didn't have to do that, but I thought it was heaps cool. Would you have been sliding to a stop then? I could. Yeah, it was easy. Like I was... Every carve, my wheels were drifting. You know, I wasn't going fast at all. This was not a fast way of skateboarding. It was like a really slow... um dramatic way of carving and sliding at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard and, to describe. And how was
0: the scene, because you're getting into this, how was the scene structured back then? So there's just like people like Robbo taking people out or?
1: Oh, it's just the older fellas really. I mean, the guys who were doing it back then were all from Queensland. You know, Steve, Liso, Jezza, Kev, Neumer. Remember Neumer? <laughs> Neumer. Mongo Bowery Bro. Neumer. Do you remember that guy though? I don't remember. I d- I probably remember him. Yeah, like pretty mean style. He was funny as. He was another <laughs> fella in there. Um, Yacy he was part of that crew, but I didn't really meet him in the early days. He came into my life later on. But those are the fellas. Um, yeah, Robbo from down Sydney. Um, would be, like the old school crew still be? The old, what would they call? It? The old school oh, team. Oh, the old school be? team, yeah, those boys. Were they still going? They were no. kind of around, but like, I'm so glad that I didn't try and roll with them. I met them a lot I mean I'm going to put this in the interview when you guys hear it you know damn well you guys are insane um I watched your videos wasn't impressed <laughs> never was I wanted to watch Steve Dado's videos instead you didn't um, like those videos where like oh, was get just, the, skits, the yeah, speed wobbles sketched, at the bottom yeah, it's it like oh, let's <laughs> trap them here and let's get the speed wobbles and lose all my skin Whoa, oh, that was a sick run like I don't want to do that I want to like do slides and carb and couldn't survive, <laughs> but they were around. Um, I, I went out to Mount Kira a bunch with um, Rollerblade Sean. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rollerblade Sean. Yeah, he taught me. Well, I kind of learned how to go fast with him because he could. Um, he could film a lot. He could hold the camera real easy and break. So I got to watch a lot of my own skating and be like, "Oh, I see what I'm doing." And he could go right over anything. He could ride, ride rough. He could. Yeah. When I was beginning, he was a pretty good person to have as a follow cap follow yeah, yeah. guy. Because yeah. it was no... I mean, he was solid, fit. wasn't he? Yeah, and he, could, he had no problems going 110 on rough. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, there was Roller Man. <laughs> Roller Man. Do you still have any of those videos? Oh, mate. They're, they're probably there somewhere. It's on tape. It's on
0: tape. <laughs> it's, on tape. <laughs> it's on tape, yeah. It's in the
1: boxes. It's on tape. It's there. I've got I, so many I've boxes. I've got to figure out guy. how to power up a camera to play it. Yeah. I don't have the charger for the camera anymore. Don't you? No. i got a camera. Um, okay, so there was Robo. Uh, there was Roller Sean. Uh, who else is? I can't even remember, man. <laughs> uh, Guff. Oh, Guff. Yeah. Kind of Guff. Yeah. And then there was Guff. other fellows who started joining in, like Blackwood. And yeah. so, um, were you
0: doing more
1: downhill than slalom? No, the first the first part was like heaps slalom oriented. Yeah. Two thousand and seven was yeah. all slalom. Yeah. I dabbled a little bit with some downhill stuff. Like uh, my first downhill race was until two thousand eight, but two thousand and seven, it was all slalom. I was traveling around um, to a different. Oh, how many slalom races do we have that year? We had a lot. It a lot. Two thousand and six, I started. It was yeah. my entry year. At the end of two thousand and six, I won a most improved. What was that? Two thousand and seven. Yeah, did I Remember I started and the next year I won the cup or yeah. something like that. Or was it the year after that I won the cup? I got a most improved one year and then won the whole Kona Cup the next year. Yes, yeah, so but I can't remember if that was you 2008. Remember the Queensland race remember when Kev did the Australian slalom championships out the front of that. Yeah, Steve won that. It was Steve and Haggy who in the final. Yeah. Remember I DQ'd against Steve in the semis. So what you, so that was the 2007. 2000 that,
0: Was that 2007? Yeah. yeah. 'Cause then the next year was Newton's, wasn't it? I won the Kobe Cup in two thousand and eight. Two thousand and eight,
1: yeah. So two thousand and seven was probably the Cam's jam year then. Yeah. Oh I went oh, around. Two thousand and six. <laughs> It's hard to remember. Oh, I this. It's, okay. just it's so far back. <laughs> I was a kid. I did a whole bunch of slalom racing for a, a good year before I did a downhill race. I remember that. And I did okay. I got some trophies. I got some points. Were there any downhill race? I don't remember no. any. The first, the first downhill race in Australia was Newton's Playground in 2008. So your first downhill race, race was Newton's? Exactly. That's one hell of a track for your first downhill race. Well, I'd ridden the hill beforehand. That was the cool part. Because during the planning phase of that, they weren't sure if they were going to race from just above the elbow and, you know, go around the elbow and hit the straight, and that was it, or go from the top. And um, the Queensland crew were invited down for a a test run, you know, to ride the track, get some logistics, because it hadn't been done before. And, you know, it's obviously a big thing. So it was like, yeah, let's ride the hill. And um, they called me up to... They want me to do, like, the, the tech sliding demonstration sort of thing. Because they were doing all the events. They were like, oh, let's do tech sliding, slow on this mountain bike, blah blah, 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 blah. There's all these things. And they're like, oh, well, it's called Jacko. Get him to come down. And, you know, if you want to have a ride, you can ride. Bring me downhill gear if you want. But come and have a go, man. So I was like, fuck, yeah, let's do this. And I got to ride the hill before everybody else did. So what they, just, they just closed the... Yeah, it was, the closed. Closed it. it was all closed. It was all closed closed down just for a couple hours um, we started off did one or two runs from just above the elbow and everyone's like yeah the top let's go <laughs> <laughs> let's just go what are we doing um, yeah Steve and, Steve and Lisa went down and they are like oh yeah this is no problem so I was like alright I mean <laughs> you know I've ridden Kira a handful of times that was it I knew how to foot break I was good at foot breaking that was the thing I knew that if I wanted to go down hills I knew how to stop and foot breaking was how to stop so I was really, really, really good at foot-breaking. So I foot broke into the dipper, foot broke the elbow, tucked the straight, loose 17, 18-year-old, like, oh my God, tuck, you know, this just kind of crashed over a little bit. But I did it, you know, it was no problem. And race day came around, I got 10. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't really much competition. Like, there was five people who were actual racers, maybe six people, and the rest were all beginners. So... I think I crashed in one of my heats and still made it through because there was like a a second chance draw or like there wasn't many competitors I I don't know I can't remember but I remember being out and still back in I remember
0: (laughs) I do remember there was a lot of people signed up for the downhill Australians and a lot of people didn't do it Mm. A lot of so, people showed up and said, no, fuck no. that. Yeah, no, because <laughs> Mount Kira is one of those places that it looks okay on the television, but when you get there... Mount Kira, Panorama. Yeah, Mount Panorama. Yeah. It's one of those places where it's, you don't realise how steep it is until you go. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, okay, so we did that in 2008. So, I mean, so <clears throat> we, had a, we had a deal for Slalom, didn't we, in about... So that must have been 2007... Where what? I base, I said Why don't you try and win the slalom and I'll back you with Yeah, that's whatever right. you want. <coughs> through um halfway through w- two thousand Was that two thousand
1: and eight. No no it was before it was before that. It was through yeah, two thousand and seven. I was getting myself to a couple of slalom races and I was starting to do pretty well and you're like, Hey, wow, someone who's under twenty that wants to do this, <laughs> this is amazing, here's everything. <laughs> well my thought was that the
0: the reason why like a lot of young people weren't like competitive in and slalom and was they, were, they couldn't afford the gear like the old guys so no. i wanted i mean if if someone that was young and good was given like gear to compete you know would they be up there would they be beating everyone and they you proved
1: it it cool. was like yeah most definitely true yeah but the big thing that we faced was it was hard to get people involved to begin yeah. with yeah and like sure you could hand like it was awesome I got all the gear handed to me and kicked ass and proved that right but the problem is we didn't have any other people to come and take the place yeah, yeah. as long as a hard thing to get people into you know it's like well, you look I, at it and go oh wow okay, whatever Yeah. or you go wow I want to do that and then you want to be able to do it but then it's hard to get good as well like I remember how many people I've brought into the game that had just come and gone like how many of my little friends have come into the hop shop and tinkered with their slalom board, like, super keen on it, and where are they now? You know, yeah. like, they didn't stick with it. It was really hard. Yeah. <clears> to <throat>
0: <clears throat> be fair, we haven't stuck with it either. It's hard to. I mean, there's, it's it has a, lot of, a lot to do with technique, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and I, start, I mean, I always thought because, like, a, an older person or someone that's 30 or 40 or 50, I mean, they're slalom competitive slalom skaters in their 40s and 50s because they, they're they competitive. It's not as uh, attract. Well, I suppose it, it puts a lot of young people off that I want to do something that only young people do.
1: Yeah, you can't really just decide that you want to be a competitor after not being a competitor. You can decide that you want to learn how to slalom, that's for sure, and you can yeah. decide that you can get good at the technique and you can most definitely get good at it, but you can't just decide oh, I want to be more competitive than I already am by nature. Mm. That's like, that's a different thing. And with Slalom, it's like, it's pretty fun. And you can work on your technique and dial it in and stuff. But without having that full competitive drive, what's the extra seconds of your time mean to you? Mm. Nothing. Mm. You know, Uh, I'm going to be honest, like with Slalom, like I really wish I did it more so do I I wanted I I wanted to be a professional slalom racer before I wanted to be a professional downhill racer that's the truth I still to this day think far out man I wish I could do more of that but at the same time it's really hard to like stick with competitive slalom it's so technical their point system their ranking system is completely absurd like even trying to get to a race overseas and stuff, or like I don't know, we've got this major wank fest between their amateur and pro division. It was just yeah. like, oh, uh, yeah. Nah, you've turned me off. Yeah, yeah. I it's not this. like downhill. You, me off. you want to be in the opens? Everyone's in the open. yeah. Come and skate. Let's <laughs> have skate. some fun. Julius, Let's see what you got. Women. Yeah, you know, and I really like. I don't want to float my own boat, no. but I'm pretty sure I could beat a lot of the top guys at slalom. No, absolutely. I've beat Ramon before. I've faced up against Joe McLaren just recently in recent years with absolutely zero practice, fresh off the couch, and I kept up. Like he beat me, sure, but I was right there, man. Like a few more runs.
0: I I will say, like a lot of downhill skaters, slalom's a great place to start. But what is really good about slalom for any young people listening is a lot of. Influential people do slalom. So a lot of like people in the industry, if you're looking for help or sponsorship or whatever, you think of all the people that love slalom. Robbo from Basement Skate. Hop, me, I love slalom. Uh Zach Maidam love slalom. There's so many people, influential people in this industry that love slalom. And then you think of all the people that have come out of slalom. Zach Maidam. Uh, Jackson Shapiro and
1: Ramon Patrick Ramon Ramon, Ramon Coneyhausen who was a world champion slalom yeah. rider for several years and then yeah. came out to be downhill was great at that Demont, yeah. uh, Dominic Kowalski as well yeah. he was another amazing yeah. slalom rider who also came out to downhill yeah. and kicked some butt Patrick Switzer he wasn't so much of a competitive slalom racer, but he sure as hell did it yeah but he uh, what I'm saying is progressed from it to from it to it, yeah, to, yeah he, and it's a good way to
0: the other the other good thing about Salem is you do—it's more sociable. You do meet all the people because it's a little bit more close knit.
1: Yeah, that was one of the things that like really brought me together with the Conehead Cup. Seeing like I had—I had my role models, I had my mentors. You know, mm. I was a little kid; I was a sponge for information, and I get to meet the same people and meet up with them at the same events. Uh, you know, again and again, and it was like a mad reunion. Even to this day, like with me ten years older. And I see the same blokes I'm like Yeah Fuck <laughs> yeah dude Good to see you You know Like Remember those times Remember those times But the camaraderie that you got from those events Was sick And that's like One of the things That drew me in Yeah But anyway right what, Where were we, where we <laughs> at So
0: I suppose we're at Newtons
1: Like First what, year Newtons when, when did you start When did you <laughs> Learn about Canada Oh but, yeah Those two green haired Crazy Canadians That came <laughs> to Newtons <laughs> yeah. That's another story. Oh, man, I've got so many stories. Wow. Wait, that wasn't That was 2008. That was 2009. No, that's 2008. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so Oh, yeah, yeah. What's so, 2008? so, so. Uh, there was Charlie Don't Skate as a forum, but there was also gravitysports.gov. I don't know. There was no, a Queensland one. Queenslanders always love having their separate things. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Queenslanders <laughs> had their own Queensland forum. Well, it's a separate country, Queensland. Pretty much. But that was um, easier to search for because it had more down the keywords, right? So Scoot and Raggy come into Australia, they want info, they want to figure out who's skating, they get on the forum, they post up, blah, 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 we're coming into Sydney, pity they're posting <laughs> in the Queensland forum, so obviously the Queenslanders are like, who do we know in Sydney? Oh, one guy, uh, that's Jacko, hey, do you want to put these Canadians up? I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> friendos, <was>, yeah man, <laughs> people my age, hell yeah, come on in. So, yeah, that's how I got in touch with Scoot and Raggy and um, another girl, Anne. She's really nice too. She was going skating. Did she uh, skate at Newmich? Yeah, she raced. Oh, right. Anne Hardy? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's right. laughs> She's an interesting person. So she,
0: she was with Raggy and Scoot and yeah, Raggy. Them. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I went and picked them up from the airport and drove straight to Mount Kira. Like, just met them and like, all right, let's go skate. Like, hey, boys, what's up? (laughs) Um, But it was like a rainy day. Because, like, Kira was only another what hour from the airport. I thought, like, no, let's just head down there. It was a rainy day. I had no intention of skating, but they're like, oh, yeah, fuck it, why not? Let's go skating. I'm like, don't wait, you're gonna go skate in the rain? (laughs) What do you mean you're gonna go skate in the rain? How do you skate in the rain? That's ridiculous and they did it, yeah, I followed them down the car, drove down, they were skating in the rain, I had no intention of doing it myself, they were just going super slow, I'm like, well, these guys are insane, <laughs> they must do this a lot, they go, yeah, man, you don't skate the rain in Canada, you don't skate, <laughs> I was like, okay, and then they started telling me about, you know, where they're from in Pender Harbour, and the Vancouver longboarding scene, and just just this bigger world that I had no idea about, and did they stay oh, at your house? Yeah, they stayed with me for a couple of days. I took them, took them out to skating local spots, took them out drinking. We had some good times drinking with those boys. Oh, boy. <laughs> got some funny photos that I still like looking at these days. They <laughs> <want to stay. laughs> those two love to party. I've got this pretty awesome photo of... Um, I think it's Scoot. And, like, we all skated down to the pubs and stuff. And you're not going to have to put this
0: in the show notes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you're
1: gonna I'll talk find these about, photos. You're going to talk find about these photos. photos. I'll have to put them in the show and, notes. And um, there's a photo of... like. I think the bartender's always made us put our boards behind the bar. But there's a photo of Scoot who had to go back in to grab all the boards because we got kicked out. I think the photo was taken just, like, moments before he just hurled everywhere on the (laughs) the sidewalk with just, like, all of our boards in his arms. it's pretty much like one of those where's Bigfoot moments, you know? It's just like, whoop, like, caught in the act. And I just remember, like, as soon as I took the photo, he just went, And I just wish I took it at least, like, one second later because it just would have been the best free (laughs) train And yeah, we're doing other things like playing drink driving on the, um, not like on the actual cars, but you know, in the arcades and the pubs and stuff, they've got yeah, like a yeah. Daytona, like you had to finish your beer before the race started, and then you had to turn your glass over and put it on the shifter, and that's how you shifted with this empty open glass, and man, we smashed so many glasses playing that, I think that's how we got kicked out. But yeah, that was a random drinking story with Scoot and Reggie, miss you guys, <laughs> that was some good times. So they came. They, yeah, came, they came. They taught me about um, a few uh, different techniques with downhill and stuff because you know they rode evo's and I rode evo's and they showed me how to use the board a little bit better and use the features. And I remember them coming to the,
0: uh, I remember them coming to the original hop shop. Yeah. And I think they bought a loaf of bread to eat. <laughs> anyway, it sounds like a scootin' and reggae thing. And they were talking to you, so you must have only, maybe this is sort of early when the thinkers because I was still asking you questions. And I think uh, Scoot asked you, oh, how long have you been doing downhill? I think you said six months or a year or something. Or I just remember the months, response yeah. was, what? Yeah. <laughs> have you got to raise news? Yeah.
1: What do you mean? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> is that not long enough? <laughs> I could have said two months. Well, you know, the thing was that I've been skating for, like, years. I've been going down hills. Yeah, that's right. But I I spent, like, three years just carving down hills, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, there's no foot breaking, there was no sliding. Like, the way I slowed down was put down the rail, you know? Like, carve till there's no more grip sort of carving. Like, lean that hard. And if you got to a certain speed where you couldn't carve no more, you better hope there was a run out. (laughs) No helmet, (laughs) no nothing. Like, that was sick. So... Going downhill was not foreign to me at all. Adding all these new things, like putting your gloves down and and cornering better, that was just like refining and making it tidier. Mm. So it was just it was it wasn't a, like I wasn't f- afraid of it. I was like oh oh so I just tidy it up. Oh okay. <laughs> Whereas like people start and they, and they learn how to downhill. And they had the problem of like putting too much weight on the hand, or like drifting yeah. too wide. Or yeah. I was trying to do that on purpose to start with because it was cool. <laughs> and it was like, oh, so I'm trying to grip now. Oh, okay, well it's a bit easier. I'm not sliding. Oh, okay, I guess that's how you downhill. All right.
0: <sighs> what board
1: would you have been on? Evo. You're on an Evo at Newtons.
0: I've asked you this before. I knew you talk... probably what? not Evo's and Avex. Oh him. no no! You might have been on a Villas. Villas. Mm-hmm. So because they were big and white, big blue villas. Because I bought, I bought a whole heap of se- uh, seismic wheels. Mm-hmm. You had blast waves and the villas. Yeah, I think I got them through borders. I oh my I god,
1: that shot borders. borders. Oh, Jesus. the stories of that. Let's not <laughs> even get into that. <laughs> I rode a villas and I had a set of um, bear grizzlies oh really which I like, bent the shit out of it and crash. that was pretty hilarious they would have been pretty oh they early. got they got torched up I crashed in forest elbow and just I remember getting back on my board and just feeling the severe shake I'm just so happy I was in the Evo because the Evo did the work and I looked down And like one of my wheels Was like pointing The wrong direction Nearly it was Just scrubbing <laughs> Against the ground Like
2: <laughs>
1: Just dragging Like leaving a line behind It was that bent My axle I'm like Oh my gosh What day would that day? I don't know I can't remember It was like a Three or four day event Like it was IDF Sorry IGSA races Sometimes ran for Five days back then Yeah There was a day For like Bad weather Where you could just Not skate And go and enjoy the town I was like Oh today's no skating day We'll see you tomorrow Okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and I remember like having to change my setup and like put on my spare whatever I had it was like force trucks and like random knockoffs and I grabbed some big Z's off scoot and raggy but yeah I was just pretty much it was it was the deck that was what my, my downhill thing was the deck like all the trucks and wheels are all crap Yeah, but the deck was solid <laughs> it was a good board a bit I stand on and then I raced really well on that board continued to race really well on that board and I got some goddamn podiums on that board
0: yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of... A lot of same year got, as well.
1: Yeah. Went from first race to on the podium and World Cup. Same yeah. year. I'd rock and I'd, roll.
0: Oh, yeah, rock and roll, that's right. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, amateur rock and roll.
1: Yeah, so the story continues with the green-haired Canadians. They came, they told me about Canada, they told me about Danger Bay. And, like, even you and I were like, what? what's <laughs> this Danger <laughs> yeah, Bay? Like, <laughs> that sounds amazing, you know, this huge thing. Like, we had no idea. We're just over in this other side of the world. So yeah, you were like, You've gotta go and I was like, Yeah, I've gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, let's just put everything aside, and let's just send it. Like, thank God we're at the good good part of like finances, I think. Yeah. The Australian dollar was doing really well, your business was doing really well, there was lots of resources to be thrown around and we just fucking sent it. <laughs> <laughs> Which Danger Bay was no, Danger Bay seven. Sure. Probably well, Yeah. I think so, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. It's yeah, Danger Bay seven that's it. Yeah, you're like go over there, go and go and meet the Canadian guys, go and meet lanyards. Here's some here's some money. Go buy the boards and bring the boards home. Like, just <laughs> That's right. just go and bring back Canada. Like, <laughs> go and go on a recon mission and find out the stuff about the world that we love that we don't connect with yet. And I went and I raced and I, I met some people and it was really interesting. And I crashed and I got really really badly hurt. Yeah, and, and you, you got, got stuck.
0: <laughs> I got stuck. <laughs> Yeah, I I went
1: uh, down hard, man. I crashed in um, in Carnage Corner, but then someone crashed into me while I was on the ground. But it wasn't under a board that had like a steel tip on it or something? No, no, no. It was um, the old uh, Rain Hellcat, but old matey had cut away just that little sliver at the top so he could slide his trucks through the drop-through point. So it was Um. like a prong. Yeah. And I guess I guess that wouldn't really have made a difference. Nah. But there was two like two things instead of one big solid thing. I don't know, it probably wouldn't have made a difference at all. But either way, he came around in full grip. I wasn't losing. I was in second. <laughs> <laughs> but I crashed. He crashed into me right into my ribs. Didn't break a rib, but he um it tore up my inside to, like lacerated a kidney, kidney yeah, yeah just had all right. this internal damage and I couldn't you got helicoptered it. off no they um ambulance me out transferred me from Pender Harbour all the way out back to Lionsgate Hospital and I stayed there for like two days and yeah when they cleared me they said you can't really fly for another ten days I was like see I guess I stay in Canada with these with these rad people and Slept on Raggy's couch. Yeah, stayed at Raggy's house. His mum was awesome. She's like, she's my Canadian mum for the week. She took care of me, great care of me. Um, and then, like, I don't know, it was in like four days. I'm like, I feel good, let's go skate. You know? <laughs> so I went to Skate at Jake's <laughs> Rash. Oh, yeah, try? hell yeah. I went to Skate at Jack's, Jake's Rash I a bit little bit more. Did some filming, you know? <laughs> like, I was there for another 10 days. I mean, it hurt like hell. Yeah. But, you know, when you're there and you have those opportunities, you don't, you don't pass them up. I got, I got into it head first, you know, and I, I made the most of it. And then I went home and had some mad stories to tell, and I was fine, you know. It was just, just a bit of a punch in the ribs. <laughs> Piss and blood for a week. <laughs> you, did, you went to Load, did you go to Load that trip? On the way there, I did meet Adam Holton. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of cool things at that point in time, because you had all the connections with the shops and the yeah, people, yeah, and yeah. you're like, go and meet these people, go and, go and make some moves, go and say hi, because we're selling the loaded stuff yeah yeah
0: and, and the uh, orangutan wheels were just about to come out or had come out not yet but not was, yet, they were yeah. working
1: on them but Adam Colton was doing mad videos for Loaded yeah he and was. um I spent what two days in in LA before going to Canada and I hung out with Adam Colton and he took me to Tuna oh and did I, yeah I skated Tuna Canyon in 2008 two yeah. hands down slides around corners <laughs> Mad Styles, bro. It was, all. Oh, that was a turn of heads. <laughs> Not in a good way. They're like, what the fuck? What's this kid doing? I was like, i got down the hill, no problem. You know, we filmed some stuff there. And then, um yeah, it was cool. I, I skated with Tim Dell as well. Did you? Yeah, he was there that day. Tim Dell. Oh. Adam Colton and some other fellow I can't remember. Um, so, yeah, I, I met a lot of people, like real... Like real early on, I'm I'm 19 at the time, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm a grown. Yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> I'm still a grump at this point. So yeah, we did all that, and then um, and then we get to like the Europe part of the, the story a bit later on. I know. I feel like I've been talking so much, you have barely asked a question. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way
0: these uh, these conversations go. They're just like one thing leads into the into another. So yeah, but you got to stop me before what? I drone on. <laughs> so what was those What was Danger Bay like? Like, I mean, they would have been pretty big events.
1: Yeah, it was definitely like one of the catalysts for my um, longboarding fire in the belly that just got out of control. You know, going there and just immersing myself in that family, in that scene and just seeing it all, like seeing so many other people that were really good too. It was like, whoa, it was eye opening, you know, big time it was like festival who you did know? you stay with there
0: you just camp bro. yeah because oh, he, oh, he had the raggy scoot
1: connection yeah like I went out there with That's raggy right. and scoot so I got to meet a lot of um, really well known people early off and make yeah. some really 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 cool friends yeah you know like the, we went out without a tent and everything and we built this sick little like little sweat lodge like tent it was really awesome raggy's like yeah we don't need shit we'll build it <laughs> I'm like okay <laughs> we're gonna build our accommodation he just brought a tarp Right, so we went out with an axe and he um, <laughs> cut down like these really, really, really long pieces of wood and we dug like like eight, eight or 12 holes in the ground and put one end of the stick in and then bent them over and put them in the other end of the other holes and lined them all up so it was like a dome. Right. And just lay a tarp over that and yep. then put rocks around that. No. And it was just a dome. <laughs> And we lay our sleeping bags, you could completely close the dome. But the idea was you could dig a hole in the middle and put hot rocks from the fire in the hole and bury them. And then you make like a little steam box and heat up your own tent. Because it's uh, not a floor, you know, there's yeah, no tent yeah, yeah. floor, it's just dirt. Yeah. You've just got a shelter. And yeah, that's how we did Danger Bay. <laughs> For the first time, in Danger Bay, we stayed in this little lodge. And it was also like the community of Smoking Lodge, so because I was living in there for a week, I got to meet a lot of people. It was like, "Hey, welcome to my home. Who are you? I'm this Australian guy." It was pretty interesting being like the Australian guy. Yeah. Why are you here? Because yeah. yeah, were
0: there are many what? international? No. Because I, I think I when no, I no, spoke no, no, to no, Dan no. Pay, I mean, a few years at Danger Bay, like say some Europeans would turn up. You know what I mean?
1: So it would be just like. You know. Yeah, but like, at least they were sort of somewhat big name or known of. Yeah, race. yeah. I was an unknown, random yeah. stranger, complete yeah. stranger. They're like, "How?" But, but you what? had, but you had one event under your belt. You yeah, Newton's yeah. under. But your they belt. didn't know about Newtons. No, you know yeah. what I mean? There's yeah, yeah. totally opposite worlds. They're just like you came all the way from Australia for this. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah. It's <laughs> we don't have am this. Am I got two feet on the ground here, or am <laughs> I an imaginary? Like, of course I'm here. And so, what sort of what
0: did you spend your money on? What 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 boards did you buy? Oh, they, did, did you, you go, go they to came Rain or did you shop at Oh, uh, Rain
1: wasn't like a big thing just yet. Um, yeah. Lanyard's was a big thing. I went and bought a Chinook. Oh, I bought a the Chinook. The first Chinook. Yeah, that was sick. Because that was like a, an innovative design. Yeah, It yeah, was like yeah. a take off the um, Evo, but with more like a free-riding carby sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. style. And that was sick. That was a cool Would board. Would you still have that? No. No, I sold that to Rob Dog for his first downer board. Oh, really? Yeah. He went through a few <laughs> of those. Yeah, I did. I think I went through two or three of them.
0: And Rob Dog went through a few of them as well. Well, the
1: reason why he bought it off me because he crashed it and cracked it the first day he used it, he's like, I'll guess I'm buying this off you. I'm like, Yep, guess you are. <laughs> <laughs> he slammed into a post, dead to the shit out of him. I'm like, Oh, that's yours now. I remember
0: we used to have one of his Rob Dog's Chinooks in the hop shop hanging up, and it was literally like a flex three. Could have yeah.
1: been it could have
0: been it. Could have been it. it. Yeah. It was it had them so worn out. No, oh, no, it was just. There totally was, no worn out. was no It was there was like it was only like four or five. Flights. Wow, you could stand on it. It would just flex. <laughs> <laughs> just because I mean, Rob Dog at like uh, at the Bomb Squad, he was just. Oh, like, he would destroy boards. Yeah. He
1: just he was a beast. He still is a beast. But he just loves to trash, man. He just loves he's he just He'd style. bring back bears and go these are Ben. Yeah, these shit. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do to him? Skated him. <laughs> what do I you remember. mean what did I do? Skated him. <laughs> We're going we need uh ten mil axles to roll. Yeah, back. <laughs> he, he needed special stuff. <laughs> yeah. He was just he was just so wild with his gear. Just, he just put it to the test, that's for sure.
0: So uh Chinook, so what did you race in Europe? You're still on your Evo?
1: Yeah, and then I uh, got 210 mil Smokies to go with them. That's right. Before I went over, when I went over to Canada, I got, I got the Smokies too. Because before I was on like class trucks. Yeah, yeah. And Scoot and Reggie were, were riding. Um, one of them was on Jim Z's, one of them was on Smokies.
0: Oh, Jim Z's. I completely mm.
1: forgot about Jim Z's. I think it was Scoot that was on Jim Z's, but Reggie was like, no, oh, get the Smokies, get the Smokies. But I think we couldn't get the Jim Z's no I know Robbo had a set yeah. at the time Yeah. and he was like these are really hard to get and they're yeah, really yeah. expensive but I think that's why Robbo had them because they're really hard yeah. to get and expensive yeah <laughs> but there was a way to get some smokies through the lanyards thing I can't remember but they were my downhill trucks I had an Evo with 210 mil smokies wow low long wide yeah yeah and that was that was a, I rode that at danger Bay I'm pretty sure and then mm. I took that one to Europe yeah, I took it to Europe. I tried riding, remember I, you had that um Rain Avenger as well with the car lighting. remember I took that to oh, Kira a few times? I yeah. dabbled with it a little bit. Yeah. And I always thought, man, imagine if I rock up to Europe with a top mount. <laughs> I'd turn some heads. And I'm like, nah, I probably should. I should stick with my stable board. And I took the Evo. Good choice. I wasn't ready for the top mount game. No 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 no. <laughs> That was a good board, though. I think that was a delight, wasn't it? Yeah, the very first big, 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 big D delight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, you came b- so you came back from Canada. Hungry. And Hungary. Hungry. Hungry. <laughs> and then it was... Uh, Europe. Europe. Yeah. Was that was a, a big tour, of months, wasn't it? Um, because that was a hard one to get across the line, wasn't it? Because, I mean, was a lot your of mum panic. wasn't impressed with the crash in Canada.
1: Oh... Well, obviously not, right? <laughs> it's not like I'm going to say, no, she was fine. She <laughs> was worried to bits. She was worried that she'd have to fly out there and take care of me. But no, that's what I mean with Laurie. Um, Raggy's mum, she took great care of me. So mum was just... That's what, that was kind of what like settled with my mum. She's like, he's okay. These people, they're okay. He's yeah, yeah. all the way over here. He's really, really hurt. But yeah. he's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's in a good spot. Yeah. You know, I'll let him do this. He's motivated. He's He's focused. It's dangerous, but he's alright. So that was probably a really good thing that I went through that and that she went through that because we got the worst part out of the way yeah. at the start. Yeah. And it was like, oh, well, he's still here, right? Go. Go. Go, yeah. have a, go be a kid.
0: So that, that tour was interesting because you... I had no idea. You toured with um, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, with
1: Marcus. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> apparently, like, the year before... When he did all his Europe racing, you know, obviously he's the president of the IDSA. He'd done the tour. He'd know where to go. He posted up in the forum saying, hey, anybody wants to come with me can... Here's how much it was like a bit of a pre planned thing. So I was like, oh, that's a no brainer. I'll just follow you because you know what's going on. And I didn't know anybody else. Yeah. And the Queenslanders had their own thing going on, but it was. Oh, yeah, they did too. It was so loosely planned that we needed something more fixed and we needed to book it early in advance as well. Yeah. Because it was just so new to this whole thing. It was like, oh, this is a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) You know, in the meantime, I'm working all these temp jobs as well. Remember before you um, hired me over for your shop? Yeah. Before I was actually working for you, I was I was working as a temp worker, doing factory line work and <laughs> warehousing. This pick and pack, just like two weeks on, two weeks off, just random jobs, just to get money to, to go and skate. I was like, I'm not getting a real job. And this is like while we're planning all the Europe stuff. So by the time Europe came around, I could just kick away the job and be like, fire, <laughs> all right, fu-ya! But a lot of planning went into that.
0: So much planning because there was like uh, we got Eurail passes. We had to get letters. oh, that's right, Leather with the Euro passes. I remember. <laughs> yep, the
1: Eurail passes to figure out trains. We had to figure out where we we're staying. The climate, everything, the entire Euro tour was pre-booked, and this also included a trip to Sweden to go to the that, Slalom World Championships. That's right. We yeah. didn't mess around. We're like, yo, we're doing it all. We're doing <laughs> it all. If you, you're like, if you're going out there, you better go and do it all and do it well. Yeah. Go and make some videos. Go and get some results. Go and turn some heads. Go and do some <laughs> shit. Go and be the guy. So, yeah, yeah. we had
0: Charlie helmets. We got new helmets.
1: We got new leathers. Um, we had to f- figure out all the plane tickets in advance, all the accommodation, all the all the train rides, everything. Everything, everything absolutely pre And the registration fees. Oh, yeah. That's right. The registration fees. Because back then, it was like a
0: lot of it was... I remember you would say, we need to send German, like... You remember it was like, we need to transfer money to this account. Like,
2: yeah. Are we gonna tra-
1: <laughs> Yeah, this is like before. Wow, we're old, dude. <laughs> there was no direct deposit. There was no PayPal. But there really wasn't PayPal, was there? No. Wow. Yeah, because some of those those races... Yeah, we had to literally... I think I actually... Get to the we bank. Did. Yeah, I actually think we did <laughs> funds transfers overseas. Yeah, we had to call the Queenslanders as well and be like, what are you guys doing? How are you paying? Like, we did it all together or something, but there was a lot of discussion. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of paying. Was it wasn't like, like it is now. It's like, ah, oh, I'll just get a plane ticket to Europe and... Meh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll give Bugs some money on the day. Yeah, wow, but that was cool. Like that was sick. Going to going to race all those races at the time that I did, because like it was a little easier. I'll I'll say that there wasn't as many competitors, but the people who were good were good. You know, the K Rhymes was out there that year. He was kicking ass. Scoot was kicking ass. Um, Martin Siegels was racing. Yeah. Um, Eric Lundberg. Um, fuck! What am I talking about? There were some fast people there. I'm talking <laughs> shit. There were some serious dudes. I am. Wow, is this a different a different era? You know what I mean? Like all those guys who were fast aren't here now, and all the guys who are fast now don't know that. Yeah. So it's a totally different era, totally different world. But there was um, some fast. How many races there. did you do? Three. Three World Cups. Three World Cups. Yeah. So there was Paraguas. Was yeah. that Paraguas? Made top sixteen. Yeah. I'm a trip. Made top sixteen. Yeah. I made the made quarters and everything, and then made. Was one of
0: those the World Championship? No. You know how IGSA. No, no, no used to do Because it was Merryhill.
1: Remember the deal that you made? Oh. Lisa and I got sent to Europe. Merryhill was the world champions. You said, either of you boys get a podium in Europe, I'll send you to Merryhill. Oh, is that the and deal? And then I went and did it. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to Mar- go to Merryhill. Yeah, I did. I mean, pretty who well. would have thought you were going to podium? Not me. That would have been a safe bet. <laughs> yeah, it was. And you, <laughs> you had to pay out. I would so have that been just under that. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to podium. I was just there to gain experience and have fun. And um, yeah, we get to rock and roll, because like, Paragoods and Almaty were kind of technical hills. Yeah, you know there yeah, was yeah, some yeah, yeah. there was some breaking for corners, and yeah. stuff like that. You know, um, K was dabbling with his sliding styles back then. He was doing pretty. He was bringing it into the game, but it wasn't really like, oh my god, that's the way to go. You know, it's like, whoa, okay. But foot braking was very efficient. Yeah, very efficient. Yeah, and uh, that's what we did. But we got to rock and roll, and that was just a full tuck, full grip track. It was a dead straight into an extremely long, drawn-out hairpin, like um, like you just tucked and leaned, and you're, you're going back the other way. You go down a long straight, and then the same thing the other way. It was just a big old S down the hill. Straight, huge hairpin, straight, huge hairpin, straight, huge hairpin, finish. Like, you didn't break tuck for any of it. Maybe, like, the tiniest air break for one of the turns. So, so I knew how when you're, tuck, going hairpins, you're going through the hairpins, you're coming through the hairpins fast. Yeah, it was just like this gradual, like it's a highway pretty much. Just, I mean, not, okay. no, don't imagine like you come down, you break, oh, you go okay. in the turn. It's like yeah, yeah. the road goes straight, it flattens out for a good yeah. little bit and then just starts to gradually turn, turns a full 180 degrees and continues down the mountain in a straight line. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there wasn't much braking. I knew how to talk pretty well. I was like super low on my Evo and I borrowed a Rish. I borrowed a Doris Day off Kurt Nischel who wasn't racing because he was sick. On the morning of the race day, I'm like, I should probably get one of those aero helmets. (laughs) Why not? It probably wouldn't hurt. And it was a good choice because it made my drafting and passing like, fuck, rocket. (laughs) (laughs) And the next thing you know, I'm drafting and passing all these like fast dudes. Like, I got past Dave Price in a heat. And then the next round, I'm in like, I think the quarters. And I'm up against someone like Martin Segris. And then I beat him, beat, won the heat, beat him, passed him. Then the next round, I'm against, I don't know, like, let's Martin Segrist again, and it was a, there was a heat where I was against Martin Segrist, Frederick Lindstrom, and DeLua. What? And I beat them all. No. Yeah, and that was... The, I think that could have been the semi-finals, but I remember one of either Frederick or DeLua messed up at the bottom. Um, someone was passing with a serious amount of speed from right at the back. I was ahead, so I was sweet, but he came up behind the other one I can't remember if it was Frederick coming up or DeLua coming up but he was going for the pass and I think the guy in front shifted over so he was like oh crap and had to put a hand on from behind but came up with so much speed he pushed him off his board so they Uh both went down yeah and um so they had no chance of moving on but I can't remember I can't remember who it was though but they were were all top dudes yeah yeah yeah, and I beat them all I was like fuck yes so like (laughs) when you
0: lined up in those races were they like just like Think they were looking at you and
1: underestimated you like I've got like, no idea. Cause I didn't know who they were. <laughs> I didn't know who they were, they didn't know who I was. Like I knew who like maybe one or two of them was, but yeah. all I knew what what I was doing was just racing. Yeah. You know? Um Misha won that race, he was well beyond everybody on that race. But I remember like making it to the finals and um, Yvonne Ivan the was making a video and he pointed the camera at me. He's like, hey man, you're in the finals, how do you feel? I'm like, dude I can't believe I made it this far. Like I'm just so stoked to be here. <laughs> like whatever happens, happens. Like and that was the kind of mentality I like picked up from that. I Was like if you get to the finals, like who cares what happens? Yeah. You made it to the finals, dude. Like just skate. You got to skate every run. You're not sitting down. You're Would not you have been him. nervous for that final? No, no. That one I was so excited because I was just like, I'm, I'm here, man. Like are you serious? Like if I get fourth, who gives a shit? This is amazing. I'm, I'm here with the. I'm on the I'm line, line. lined up to win. I was ready to go. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mess around. I'm like, okay, let's do this. You know, I was against Misho Urban. Would you have skated with Misho? Never. Before then? No, none of these guys no. ever So he would have been on the other side of the bracket, probably? Yeah, I didn't have heats with him. Yeah. But it was Misho, it was Rizzo. Um, and who was the other one? I think Eric. I think Eric. Misho already figured out how to win before this heat started. He pre-sandbagged us off. We all just booted off ahead. He was like three boots behind. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, a, it was a spot where he could just truck past and be like, oh, there's no draft for you anymore, guys. It was out of the, the kind of the flatter lefty. He would get draft through that. We're all kind of together, but he would be so far back that as we'd go through the turn, he would draft through the turn and we'd hit the next straightaway. He'd just go yeah. boom, straight past. So as we'd all start to pick up speed and redrafting, he's just that far that ahead, ahead that even if we did pick drive. it up, it'd be too late. Yeah, He'd just calculate and be like, I just need a rocket past. And not be in the grid. Yeah. While we're all chopping and changing and stuff. Yeah. And I had no plan. I just tucked and like, oh, if I'm drafting and passing, I'm drafting and passing. Yeah. So I was in third or something coming into that flat left. And I guess I was doing a Misho without even knowing it. I'm in third and I have two people in front of me and I'm catching their draft. And the next thing you know, I'm passing one. I'm passing Eric. And I'm like, oh, I'm passing fucking Eric. <laughs> oh, no, I'm passing fucking Rizzo. What the fuck? <laughs> Misho's already ripped past I'm like, bye, show you one. <laughs> but I'm like, holy crap, I'm like in second now. And I just kept my head down and I just remember like following Scoot through this one line, through that last kind of um, corner in practice. And he he showed me kind of like how to like... Glide into it instead of air braking and diving, and it was a way to stay low and not give off draft. And I just did that, and I stayed in the front, and I just didn't look back. And next thing, and you know I'm crossing the line in a second. Like, whoa! Did that just actually happen? Did I just actually beat Eric Lumberg, the previous year's world champion, <laughs> and Patrick Rizzo, who was doing qualifying runs and switch? <laughs> what just happened? You know. So that was like, it was pretty. Big. And then you got to be big bucket of water right? Yeah, you. like I see, yeah, the standard bucket of water. But then yeah I mean, the Aussies were pretty excited. Oh mate Like we they was, were like we partied hard bro. We <laughs> tore the house down that night, that's for sure. There was some good parties that year, man there was some good parties.
0: So would you have done that whole race on a set of one set of wheels? I don't know.
1: I can't remember what I was riding wheels wise dude like But I mean you didn't travel with a lot of wheels. And I left a few at home? What? Remember how you gave me some seismic speed vents? Yeah. The kind of like solid green coloured ones? Yeah. I left them at home. Oh, <laughs> did you? Yep. I remember having to... I bought Big Zigs off the lure at Paragoods. Oh, really? Yeah, I bought wheels on that on that tour because I didn't have enough. I remember getting to Paragoods and opening up my bag and like... Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And then, then I just saw them in my head on the table and I'm like... No! <laughs>
0: First uh first European trip leads yeah. wheels at home. Yeah. Awesome.
1: But you know, I get I think I did end up racing on big six, but I honestly have no idea. Like I tried other wheels like big eighty five mil speed vents and Avillas and um I can't remember to be honest. But eventually landed on um, the retro wheels. But then right after that Euro tour finished, Otangs came out. Yeah, yeah. So then that was like, oh, well, that's easily decided. These are the newest, best things. These are downhill oils Let's do that. Yeah. So I didn't have to dick around. I don't but know like, if they were done as downhill oils, It was just a... Well, Ke- Kevin was helping design them. Yeah. But they were designed for like a smoother slide. Yeah. Because the big things were chattery. Yeah, they were, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't want to slide out on them. They were like... Yeah. And the part of this
0: Euro 2 we haven't talked about is skateboarding. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that is a whole other aspect of that tour, because one thing, one of the things that we did was we started a a new website called Skateboard, and part of the deal of Jacko mm-hmm. touring was get to work. He would do a video when the race had finished. You'd do a video and then upload
1: it. And put it online before the next race happened. That was insane. With 2008 technology. Yeah. Yeah. People so were
0: just, people were blown away.
1: Now, remember that to, first of all, to even do anything with the footage, I would have to watch it back in real time to record it to my computer, off my camera. Shot to tape, shot to tape, <laughs> shot <laughs> to fucking tape. Yeah, you, you just didn't, you just didn't import, you just didn't press a button and there, there, there's like a couple of gigs on your hard drive. No, no. You had to load the tape, yep. rewind it, and record For it off a, your camera. Yeah. Which, in turn, was a good thing because I had a lot of footage review in real time and I could take notes of what's good. Yeah. And you watch your clips back and be like, all right, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Well, I have to watch it instead of like put it away and be like, oh, I don't know what to do. But so that was said, the deal, yeah. I mean, make make, um, make videos. I mean, I mean, at the time
0: sometimes you wouldn't get race results for days because you'd be up in the mountains. Yeah. Like 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 I did say
1: race results. It wasn't like now where. Isn't, isn't Isn't that funny that even still today that we struggle to hear... Information Or results And they're like Oh we've got to know Internet connection You know In 2008 I got a video online Within four days Edited Uploaded To YouTube Or whatever what Platform we had yeah, I
0: remember people online Going is this last year's race I'm like "No, nah, like, dude <laughs> This is last week
1: but How did I even get the internet I, I remember <laughs> I remember once You holed up in
0: some In a hostel somewhere Hostel somewhere yeah. yeah Put the work in man Put the work in That was It was pretty amazing
1: well, that was the deal. I mean, that's what you said I had to do. And, you know, I had a They're good videos, too. On... So I go back and watch them. I'm going to put them on, but I'm going to put them in the show, show notes. I agree. I think they're pretty good. <laughs> they I great do I do agree. They were good videos. They were well, good videos. But good I, video. had, I had the time. That's the thing that's different to, compared to the races now. Like I was saying earlier, we had five days. Yeah. There yeah. was a day where we could not skate because it was raining. They, they had so much time. Yeah. I could spend a day practicing and riding the hill, yeah. and then I could spend a full day filming. Yeah, you know what I mean. I could allocate my time and be like, mm-hmm. "I'm I'm doing this. I'm filming this." You know what I mean. I could get it done, and, and as the years went on, I couldn't do as much of it because I'm like, "No, I need to focus on my skateboarding," and I put the camera away. Yeah, but that's that's a story down the line. But the, the other thing was time mm-hmm. to do this, and I could select the songs
0: and yeah. But the other thing was mm-hmm. you had. Um, you were doing the Marcus Tour. So it wasn't like you were going to go out free riding.
1: Yeah, no, I, that's the major sacrifice that I didn't know that I was making. Because it was my first tour, I didn't know that there was free riding going on. And, yeah. You know, while Steve and all the Queensland boys oh, were, of course off, the were off doing all that free riding and, yeah. and skating all these cool hills. I didn't skate any one of them. I skated just the race roads. But in turn, I then had the time to get this work done. Yeah. I didn't know what I was missing out on, you know what I mean? So it was a lot easier to do. I was there to do a yeah, job, yeah. and I was a 19-year-old kid in, in Europe having the time of my life. Like, yeah. I still got to visit all these cool towns and, and still party and drink. I had Lisa there too, man, so we yeah, were, yeah. you know, wingman, wingman, having, having a sick time. So it wasn't like I was just full on Marcus to it. It's like every now and then we're going to be like, well, let's ditch this bozo. <laughs> <laughs> we're going a beer over here instead, you know? Like, it's good at this pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see you
0: tomorrow, bro. <laughs> so, finish rock and roll. What did the boys do? Because you,
1: you went to Sweden. I don't know. I think Steve was supposed to come to Sweden, but he hurt his calf. He couldn't skate He was going to race In the pro division Oh right Remember I was In the amateur Yeah um, He had something Wrong with his Calf muscle And he had to Bail out yeah. um, I can't remember um, Lisa didn't compete Either because Because he doesn't slalom. He doesn't slalom. I don't know But he was there Anyway Which well, he, God, he, he, came he came with me On that trip Oh well, right he I was was not realize that Pretty sure he was There on that trip Yeah I'm sure he came with He yeah. wasn't much Of a slalom guy But him He was yeah, he helping, help, helping me Film and stuff too Yeah We got some footage that was the one thing. I never did anything with the footage from the slalom race. No. I filmed it all. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, it's on the devs. It's on the devs. <laughs>
0: it's there. Well, you, did, you didn't win, so...
1: I did pretty well. <laughs> you did awesome. You got, like i got to say,
0: I still think you were robbed. Are we going to get into that? Because, I mean, are we, we still bitter over it? I mean, what, robbed from what? That because, you remember, they, uh, they didn't run the final. Wasn't it? they? just... It rained... So oh, they just we went inside the, no and I just did they shook off the, the oh, I thought they didn't, never ran the finals and they just did it off the standings and oh, okay you got you got second
1: no I think um, for the tight slalom giant slalom I did pretty well I got I think on a podium or something I got in the top five of the top three times the giant slalom um, the hybrid slalom I definitely podiumed on that one yeah that was, that was your good. race but the, the tight slalom, it was rained out. So we went inside to a flat course. Oh, okay. And it sucks doing yeah. it on the flat. Having yeah. an incline makes a major difference. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. also, you know, tight slalom, five foot spacing, that's something that takes technique. And I had never really done it before. And I'm yeah. still learning how to do tight slalom. Oh, yeah. I've only just recently completed a, a full hundred cone tight slalom like within the last 12 months. <laughs> and I've been doing solo for over 10 years. You know what I mean? I always stood out of tight solo and said, no, I can't keep my rhythm. I can't do it. I always DQ those runs. But yeah, because they moved it to the flat inside. It was like, ah. But overall, what did I get? Like for the amateur division, second or third overall? Second. Yeah. Second overall for the amateur yeah. division. I was like, fuck yeah. yeah Take that, <laughs> like awesome. that. And I thought, should have raced pros. <laughs> you have the you pros. Imagine if pros. I got the same result, like second or third of the pros. Dominic Kowalski won the pros, but I swear I could have kept up
0: with a lot of them. No, I reckon you could. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at the time, I had no were, idea. You were like one of the top slalom. I mean, you were beating. You could beat every, anyone in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, because I mean, the first Newtons we did
1: slalom. That's right, we did. And i went like, oh, did Steve you? Steve won the giant slalom.
0: We, want, we should do
1: that giant slalom again. hmm The dual head-to-head slalom. Yeah. unknown. Oh, and did I win the hybrid or did Steve win the hybrid? I don't know. I think Steve was pretty pretty solid with slalom at that time. He was pretty fucking fast. Yeah. <laughs> he rode with it. his back truck so loose. It blew my mind out. Really? Yeah. Steve's back truck was like... It had so much more turn and it was so much looser than everybody else's truck. He like steered from his back foot it was I've never seen anyone slow like that but he he had that real surf style though. that's he, what I mean yeah, he could drive it around ride. and grip it yeah whereas like everybody else trying to ride that board would wheel bite or slide out like I've, I've stepped on it once I'm like dude this is loose <laughs> <It's weird. laughs> cause I ride my back truck like a brick like people stand him and go how do you turn this I'm like the power you use your feet, you know, you drive it. The more you push out, the more you're going to get back in, right? So if you really need to force this thing to turn, imagine how much force it's going to give you right back once you do turn. Yeah. So different style. But Steve won those ones at Newton's. Yeah, that was sick. My uh, the, the, the Swedish, the Sweden story
0: I'm going to tell what I like was I get this phone call from Jacko. So the slalom's all finished up, Jacko's heading home, and... You had a connecting flight, but it wasn't a Qantas flight. Oh, and the luggage. you on. The do you luggage, remember? yeah. The, and oh. you rang me up going, oh, you've got to talk to someone, you got to talk to someone. And I'm on the phone going, like, I have no idea what to do with this. We it's had like nothing
1: to do, yeah. They wanted to charge us like an extra $350 each for the excess luggage. Yeah. We're like, well, what the fuck? How did we get it here? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> How did we get it here without paying? And you want us to pay? And it was all solved by saying it was sporting goods. <laughs> that was the result. It took half an hour. Yeah, we got to the we got to the airport. It was like first thing in the morning. We go to check in, they weigh our bags, they're like, "Oh, yes. Uh, it is this much extra per kilo and you are both 20 kilos over because you made some deal to get us mad extra luggage allowance on the way there. Yeah. But they wouldn't honor it on yeah, the way, way back. back. Like yeah. what? Yeah, cuz it was another airline. It was, it was- still the ca- the same it wasn't Qantas was it? I don't know but it was, it was still the same ticket itinerary but because we checked in not at Qantas desk it was operated by a different this yeah. is standard airline procedure bullshit you know like I've dealt with the same sort of thing like checking in on the same itinerary but at a different company like yeah. oh that rules are different you're like no 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 here's my paperwork here's the fine print but yeah they tried to charge us an, an arm and a leg and we had to call you it was like <laughs> it was like Dad help <laughs> I think mean, my advice was just wait until there's a good looking girl on the chicken <laughs> and try and try your luck with that great help thanks Bob <laughs> see you in Sydney <laughs> oh, that was 2009 oh, 2008. yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah also in there's, we. I went to Maryhill after that yeah, Hill was a big event
0: for... Um,
1: that was a big event
0: for the Aussies. There was a lot of Aussies there, wasn't Because I remember Dado went.
1: Yeah, same sort of crew. Um, Dado, Steve... Um, Dado, Steve. Dado, Lisa. Um, I think Kev was there. Um, Yatesy? Yeah, no, it was Steve, Yatesy and Lisa. Yeah. I think Lisa didn't go, sorry. It was Yatesy and... Wow, well, I'm just throwing names out now. Because <laughs> I remember what Yatesy and Steve did go because we went and hung out in Vancouver afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I remember the, uh,
0: the, I think there was photos or videos of the Aussie flag runs down there. Yeah. Down Maryhill.
1: But how's this for another interesting result? I thought I was out of that race and I was still in. I had my suit off and everything. And I was up in the corner smoking a cig, watching, waiting for the, oh, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> for the next one. So I was in a heat, and um, I was against Eric Lumberg and young Zach made him, who was still a junior. He was still racing juniors. He won juniors that year, was junior world champ. Um, and some other fellows. I was doing okay. This was like the quarterfinals or something. I was sort of in the back. Um, I made it through. I didn't lose the heat, but I remember at one point, um, Eric chopped out Zach, or they rub wheels, or there was some sort of collision, and um, a protest was made, and the rider got disqualified, and I'd come fourth in the heat, and the disqualified rider was third, so I got moved up into third, you know, six man heats, all right. third, you move through, yeah. and because I got fourth in the heat, you know, I didn't realize that people protested and did all that dumb shit, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I guess I'm out, you know, I took the gear off, and <laughs> blah, 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 and then the shuttle comes up, and I'm sitting at cows, and they're like... Dude, what are you doing? You're in, you're in this shuttle. You're still in. I'm like, no, I'm out, man. I got fourth. And they go, well, blah, blah, blah. This happens. Like, oh. Yeah, right. Okay, I'll get my gear back on. So I go up. And I'm in the semifinals. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. No worries. Off the push. Three people crash on the push. <laughs> Three people crash. I'm in the finals.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what? Who was in that semifinal where crashed?
1: Oh, remember? I was... Um, fella named blake startup he was one of the lanyard's guys yeah, right. employee yep. slash racer and it was bad because he smashed his head pretty hard and got ko'd and everything oh, really? so he went down like a rag doll and took two people with him right. you know so i just i just rode through and um, were you in front of them or you rode around it i was just on the other side of the push oh on the other side i was in the lucky side the, yeah, the yeah, three right. on one side went down yeah, yeah. us three on the other side went through and it was just like i, everyone think, just, I think it was me um this kid carl holland and chris chappett i think you know, I was in a heat with Chris Chapp, but he was in his, like, six-wheeler, yeah. foot-in-the-box board. Like, yeah, oh, that's oh. right. And, you know, I got to the finals, and I didn't lose the finals. No, sorry. Didn't make it to the finals? What am I talking about? I made it to the consi finals. I didn't make the finals. I must have... That's right. These, this, this all happened earlier on. This wasn't the quarters when I thought I was out. It was not like, round one or round two. Oh, okay. All right. That crash where they all pushed and crashed, that was the quarters. And right. then I made it to the, the semis, semis. Yeah. got my butt kicked, right. and went to the concert. I'm like, there's no way I could have made it to the finals. Because I got 10th. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just snuck through a whole bunch and got 10th. So with all these scores combined, you know, a second at a World Cup, a few top 16 finishes, a top, and then two top 10 finishes... That gave me a point score tally of 10th in the world. Or no, sorry, like 8th or 9th in the whole world for my first year. I was like, That's insane. dude, we're on to something. <laughs> <laughs> we are on to something. And I had, yeah, I had consistent results. And that was like the start of it. And then it was also the start of me getting extremely hurt. Because yeah. the next year, 2009, was the start of it. Pause. You turn it back on. So back, <laughs> turn back on. On. turn, turn <laughs> that shit
0: back on. Well, we've got to finish
1: it up. Yeah, well, maybe we'll back. just go we're, through. We'll go through back. to the end of two thousand and eight, and then yeah, because it's like this so is just all... a off off mic.
0: <laughs> we will just uh, we'll just discussing where, we, where we we're going to finish. How
1: maybe deep down thing. the rabbit hole <laughs> How are we, we going to go for this Cause... episode? This is a long journey of mine, and I have a lot <laughs> but of But the
0: thing is, is there's a lot of shared stories. We both remember a lot, and. There's a lot of detail there, so. Well, this is
1: a lot of the beginnings, yeah, of like of all the stuff that we have now yeah. that a lot of people would never have known about because yeah. it was just too far. But it's also funny because yeah. I
0: mean, we really knew nothing back then.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's good to know your roots. Yeah, you know, we but came I, from here. Now we're
0: there. Well, <laughs> I remember that I just well, I remember speaking to Dado at one of the Conehead Cups. That would have been in like 2007. He would have come down for one. I think it was the Blacktown one. That was the one where we got the cones and we we're distributing all the cones? We mm-hmm. bought the cones in from overseas, oh, yeah. maybe it was 2000. Anyway, and we and yeah, were talking to Dado about downhill. Like someone said, Oh, you should talk to Dado's done downhill mm. because we're looking towards doing like Newtons and all that sort of stuff. And Dado was going, Oh no, downhill is just so big. Like, slalom's good because he can stick it on any hill and because I was saying oh what's, what do you think would be bigger downhill or slalom because yeah, I was thinking slalom like slalom anyone can do it we can do it anywhere it would be but it just doesn't work like that no but I still remember going to Newton's and going oh
1: oh I see do I, 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 sing, I see I see downhill <laughs> okay because yeah. slalom was like yeah. yay <laughs> Oh you did it yay but down was like holy oh, shit
2: did you see that
1: yeah, yeah. Because I was just like, oh, he did a thing. That's wonderful. Yeah. You
0: know. <laughs> but the other thing was, I mean, we were spoiled with Newtons because that first Newtons playground was insane. That oh, was ridiculous. That it was, was in- insane. It was like a city on the mountain that they built. It was a
1: festival. It was. It was festival. a festival. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't a skateboarding on. race. It was a festival. Like, like a skateboarding race was part of their festival. I mean, even the. Festivals after that one
0: just got worse did, and worse, they got worse and worse, but they weren't the size no, of Newtons. It just didn't match up. Like,
1: like if anybody has been to that um Voss race, extreme sport, Vecco, um, it's like pretty much how the first Newtons was. It, was. it was like that. Well, obviously, not as big, but the idea was the same. It's yeah, yeah, not just around the skate race, the festival is the thing, and the skate race is part of that. Yeah, they had the mountain biking, dual lane mountain biking. Yeah. they'd brought up a winch system and a, and a big pool and a ramp for wakeboarding jumps they had yeah the, that's right the wakeboarding that's right and wakeboarding you could go skydiving yeah yep they, they took off from the top of um, top of Mount Panorama and took you up you could pay to get a skydiving ticket and they'd land you right back down there on the track uh, they had the BMX dirt jumping but I mean green they had spoon playing
0: security Yeah, the hay bay I just remember the
1: structure of it oh, was mate. just insane I wish we had that again <laughs> It's insane because, like, my first year, two thousand eight, every single World Cup race I went to, all the IGSA races, all those, the, the structure of them set this amazing standard yeah. that's never been matched yeah. to this day. Because Coma, we're not going to say who did what. I mean, no, just, no, no, no. was just a, the same. there like, was resources, like there
0: was, yeah, like those like, original races. Was, no, like, they had like r- there was a lot of like people that knew what they were doing or like, yeah. Behind those races. The
1: shift had changed the next year. You know, there's new people, you know, in and out. But 2008, yeah. every race, five-day events. Yeah. Huge things. Massive infrastructure everywhere. It's been unmatched since, obviously. But, <laughs> you know, I'm stoked to be a part of that stuff. <laughs> We're like, yeah,
0: I went at home. that was sick.
1: But back to the, back to the so story. You,
0: so, how did you think... So, 2008 finished up with just lots of slalom right
1: yeah i got i got i got like a top 10 in the world cup and then um, i went and won the Conehead cup as well that was like big for me cuz that the you no know, that was a big thing that though. was huge cuz i was really into slalom and like racing but, against haggy and Steve. like they weren't easy to beat they were no. like oh my god i'm actually beating these guys yeah. like these are the but those guys. races came down they were like like
0: you do. It was a desire. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it wasn't just like I walked away with it at the start. No, yeah. I battled my way up and we swapped some wins. It wasn't just... We yeah, didn't yeah, win everything. Yeah. It was win for win between me and Steve and then Haggy was in there. But Sloan had been growing for a while.
0: So it was... That Conehead Cup, that series, had been building for a few years. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, they were like... And yeah, I got in there the year before and saw how it was growing and there was more people. And then when I... Went at it for 2018, it was way bigger, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. a lot more people came out. There was 40 people at races. Yeah. 40 yeah. dudes. I know. At a <laughs> slalom race. <laughs> yeah, so...
0: Like we Like half off of them, it would be like two-thirds of them will all have precision trucks. Yeah, that's and insane. deer bellies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 2008 we finished off with the slalom. That was sick. Having the um, decider at the pump station and and the rain, remember? Because we weren't sure if yeah, we we're going to race. Man, we fine. went over to the Spring Springbrook Springvale Springbrook car park. We're yeah. like laying down some cones. I'm like, this is fucking shit. Another flat course. Not again. <laughs> yeah. Not again. Not a flat track. <laughs> but I just I was, I just wanted to beat Steve so bad because that meant winning the whole cup. Yeah, I had to beat him in the final. I had to get to the finals and beat him in the finals to win the cup. So that was like my first real taste of like race pressure and you know a big thing yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's the big day you know it's the yeah, big yeah. race it's a big yeah. it's, i've been working for that yeah. one. And, and steve
0: doesn't give an inch like no. steve is a
1: competitor oh yeah oh, like, to like this is what i mean like he was uh, to this day he's still one of my best role models to skate because his like comp his competitive drive was just huge yeah but his composure and his style was like yeah i'm cool you know, like, you could see his fires burning in his eyes, but, like, deep behind this calm, collected vibe. And it was someone you really wanted to be. Yeah. And, you know, not just beat him, but, like, be him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, want, I wanted to be Steve data You know, like, what do you want to grow when you be up? I want to be a Steve Dadder, you know? Like, this guy's wild <laughs> and cool and does all this cool stuff. And and he's good at what he does, so... And he's got a Red Bull... He's got a Red, Red, Red Bull Airman <laughs> on the sports stuff. So, yeah, like going against him and, and it wasn't a head-to-head race it was laying down times too so it was just racing yourself mm. and um winning that one was big i was i was so stoked that definitely helped stoke the fire in the belly for competition and um just to, just to drive to get better and do more yeah so that was like yeah 2008 was a major turnaround year there was a lot of a lot of um new things for me and a lot of just eye-opening experiences and, and just wanted to get hungry for more and that was the start of orangutan wasn't it yeah because Tangs came out and everyone was
0: slaloming on the Tangs, weren't they
1: yeah people started to think I think that's when gear started to get like really pushed and, and like oh let's play with this stuff like instead of oh this is what we have this is what you use it's yeah. like what's changing like yeah. companies was... started playing with different things and yeah, yeah. using them in different applications and then the crossover between the downhill and slalom gear like people that were using the slalom wheels are using downhill wheels as well like sorry people that use the wheels for slalom but then use them for downhill wheels because people were on flywheels before yeah, right like, people were yeah. racing merry hill on flywheels, flywheels yeah and i think the year that i think like me sure someone won it i remember watching this old school time shit racing video from like 2006 and you know fast forward to the, the part of the video where they're announcing the podium and um Forgive me if I got this wrong. I'm pretty sure it was Misha that won it. I can't remember. But, but you know, he's walking up to the podium and you hear someone in the, in the background is saying, Yeah, and he did it on zigzags. <laughs> like, obviously that's a better choice wheel. Obviously that's a better choice wheel for Mary Hill. You want a 90 mil flywheel or a zigzag? Like, duh. <laughs> and that's when, you know, that was in 2006. Like, people didn't know. <laughs> but, you know, a few years later, you know, orangutan's coming out, wheels changing they're capable of more things. The yeah. sliding movement came along yeah. and then yeah, it blew up. We got more people skating. Yeah. It became more interesting and accessible and it wasn't just about a race. Like cuz before it was like downhill and you race. you break for breaking the corners. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it wasn't like there wasn't anything around that. Like you go to a corner session and you're practicing your race line there wasn't until the sliding came out It became more freestyle and more like more fun and more accessible for just the everyman sort of mm. thing so 2008 a lot of stones were set and then 2009 like I started to see a lot more change and growth that's for sure yeah well it was kind of like the start of
0: the Tang team as well in 2009 yeah that's right that was sort of like and I was on the team yeah that was a I, it's probably out of all the interviews that I've done that team is the one that probably gets mentioned the most
1: I can't believe I got on that team like what a what is this a blow in hey like, <laughs> <laughs> like how how did that happen you know think about it. I think and it's just because we sold a lot of O-Tang we <laughs> mate look a lot of my skate career has most definitely been right place right time for sure I yeah. mean also right attitude to go with it but like right place right time like they started O-Tang, and the, the team was Kevin Reimer, experiences all hell downhill rider. Um, Patrick Switzer, guy who's like up-and-comer, uh, innovative dude, down and pushing him from Canada. Louis Peloni, like we all saw his loaded Sponsor Me videos. Come on, who would want him? And James <laughs> Kelly, the American Dream, like blah, blah, blah. And then Jacko. <laughs> who the fuck is this kid?
2: What the hell?
1: You Like know? it's sort of being unofficial... Team member
0: was Scoot, really, wasn't he? Of the great no. wheels. Well, he was sort of always there with you guys.
1: Like, no, no, no. There was no OT with Scoot at all. No, he was no, 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 no. What I mean is... Oh, right, there. yeah. He was travelling with this. He stuff. was travelling
0: with you. He was part of that. Right, yeah.
1: They, but that, exactly. was, that was, like... That was the boys. Yeah, yeah. Like, who, who else were the boys? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no one there, though. They were the boys. Yeah, and I was travelling around Europe with them in 2009. That's pretty funny, being the fifth wheel. <laughs> but... Boy did I learn! Boy did I learn! I learned how to skate a lot better. Um, I learned how to like a race, definitely race a lot better. Louis won 2009 Paraguay. He learned some things too. That was cool. Yeah. Um, But yeah, getting to travel with them definitely helped out because it's like, whoa! I thought I was good, but nah, nah, nah. These these are the guys that are good. And remember, you were worried about me not making videos that year, and I was like, sorry, dude. Fuck that! I have got to spend more time <laughs> in the track. We don't have five days no more. We've yeah, got three day yeah, events. Everything's yeah. changed. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't handle these videos yeah. the way I used to. I um, need to spend more time skating with these guys and figure out what they're doing. We've still got a lot of footage
0: that's never no one's ever yeah. seen. The
1: idea for that year was film it, send it back. Yeah, and Lee well, Griffiths was supposed to edit it. League what groupers? it was was
0: well, we're doing sort of like the we're doing sort of. You're doing, like, those music-style videos. Mm. Well, yeah. And the we, next year was more like, we should do something like news, like as in interviews and more of not like, you know, a whole thing that maybe that we can tell the story of the actual event sort yeah. of like a news thing. But i still got all that On the team,
1: like, interviews from Perugues. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've No one's anything. seen that. Like, I'm the, I'm sure that that interview I did with Lou was awesome. Yeah, no, it was. I think uh, was it after he won as well?
0: I don't know. But I just remember watching the video because the the whole thing at the time was sliding. It was yeah. like they're just blowing the, the, pre-drift, like the, European the pre-drifting brain thing, came sort out. of thing. Yeah. You know? Oh my god! There's someone's going sideways through the corner, and that that event was really divided into the footbreakers and the sliders. Yeah,
1: because they, they were sliding before, but it was big, dirty pendies. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. wasn't calculated pre-drifts. Yeah. Like, the Frenchies threw pendies and stuff, but yeah, it was, yeah, like, they were in the, the, the... footbreak zone, in the straightaway part, yeah. not, like, into and then through and then hooked up in the corner. It was, yeah. like, double your speed, line it back up, then take the corner. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, looking at Jameson's stand-ups and then going through the corner sort of Yeah. Thing. The O-Team boys definitely, like, dial it in properly and turn heads. Yeah. so yeah we're going to wrap it up yeah we'll wrap it up there we'll we just give it a taste
0: of what will be coming on the uh, episode the next part two
1: yeah I've got to get home to the wife and dog <laughs> <laughs> old man responsibilities <laughs> oh, I've had too much time talking about me and my youth I've got to go and enjoy my old age okay thanks well, for uh, chatting before you before wrap Hello. it up let's leave a note to figure out where we left off. Oh, okay. So, like, I think we edit, should... edit this out, this part right now, but... No, won't. no I won't. I'll put it in. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, when we come back, it could be in a week or so. You never know.
0: Yeah. So, I, I think we should start from 2009. Yeah. Don't you think? Because that's... 2009 was a big year. Like, even just for longboarding. Just remember, like... Even I remember IGSA, like, saying, like, even... Because what happened with that orangutan team and the change of technologies and people sliding was competition. Like, it stepped
1: up. Most definitely did. And more people got involved. More people got involved. And the boom. um, Yeah. The early boom. The first boom that I was around for. Yeah. Out of the four.
0: But I I still even remember IGSA saying, or Marcus saying, like the competitions definitely stepped up
1: yeah and they filled us with a whole lot of false promises too it yeah. sucked but yeah. that those false promises kept us motivated yeah they worked but yeah it's something I mean, it didn't come through but I I hung around every year waiting for it like this year maybe maybe this year or maybe this year <laughs> and it never came but we're through. still doing it I mean <laughs> but I still stuck around like a puppy dog like maybe you'll get the treat this time <laughs>
0: I'm sitting I'm sitting oh
1: not this time okay next year <laughs> But yeah, okay, so take off... I think 2009. 2009. Newton's was supposed to be towards the end of the year that year, wasn't it? Because I did yeah, the Tour, did. then got hurt. Yeah, it was like November. Right. So I went through the whole year and then got hurt. hurt. Okay, so that's where we're going to... We're going to come back to right before I got hurt. Yeah. For the first time out of the six. Six? You've been injured six times. Three majors, three minors. What's that? I tore my... When I did this... No, is that a of, minor? No. This was a major because it was surgery in, in months off. No, no, I mean the one you have right now. Oh, minor. That was like last that, week. That's not. That's not. No, I just need to rest of it. That it wouldn't would just, be a number. No no no, 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 no. I'm talking like a break or something. It's like, oh, dude, I can't. I can't skate. Like, the, the the torn ligaments needed surgery. That's a major. Broken leg. That was a major. And hip. That was a major. I'm talking like pop shoulders, broken rib, and um, I don't know. There's something else oh the rehab the, the bone graft that was on the major so oh, cause four
0: because one injury you did twice yeah I had to get well, to, you to go back fix. for a second yeah. yeah
1: so ankle one shin one and then two that's three hip four and then oh I kind of really can't count the rib because it was just a couple weeks <laughs> so it's not a number no it's just a minor so we're down to five it's not a major <laughs> I'm getting lost now you gotta go yeah, we're gonna go to
0: so chat. No worries. Okay, that's the end of the episode. That's number nineteen. All done. Jackson Ship here, part one. I haven't recorded part two. Jack and I were are talking about getting together and doing another episode. So probably happening soon. The next episode I'll have coming out shortly is Daniel Isley, the Rocket, the man behind Rocket Skateboards. That's a good podcast. Might take a little bit longer to edit that one because he has got a new range he's releasing, so I probably want to just check to make sure I have all that correct before I make the podcast live. And after that is an e-skate special, the Booster Boards podcast. So look out for that one. And there's plenty more on the way. And I'll see you on the next episode.
2: Hop out.